This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, this morning we've heard that yet another sponsor is saying no thanks to Hockey Canada. And this time it is TELUS. That follows Scotiabank and Tim Horton saying they are not going to be investing money in Hockey Canada operations or sponsorship for the next year. So the next season. Because all of these organizations, and we've heard politicians say this too, say that Hockey Canada does not understand how it contributed to the situation that is currently gripping that organization. In fact, even the Prime Minister says it boggles the mind how Hockey Canada fails to understand how it's contributed to this serious situation. So now you've got Hockey Quebec. Uh, saying they don't want ties with Hockey Canada. You've got Hockey Ontario. Also, the Ontario Hockey Federation confirming that it intends to withhold its funds from Hockey Canada. Hockey BC, meanwhile, says they need to think about it some more. Let's get an update now on what has been happening in the last 24 hours with this story. Ian Mendez joins us now, senior writer at The Athletic. Ian, every time we talk to you about the story, I think that, oh, we've reached the peak moment of the story, and then it just keeps going. I know, isn't it something else to me where, where I think, um, you know, I, I spoke to you in the summertime and, you know, I, I covered a couple of those hearings in, in June and July. And I think the, the, the one that I covered on Tuesday here in Ottawa, I think it really just was seemed to be the one that pushed everybody over the edge. And, and you just laid this out, uh, some major league sponsors here, Scotiabank, TELUS, uh, Tim Hortons, um, you know, and then the, those two governing hockey bodies you mentioned, they all have pulled the plug within hours of that testimony on Tuesday. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think they were all kind of sitting on the sidelines, hoping that they would hear that, you know, maybe tangible change had arrived at the doorstep of hockey Canada. And instead, I think for a lot of us, I mean, certainly I was in the room and then people that either watched the coverage or followed along on social media felt like the, the tone that came out was again, a lot of rhetoric, a lot of, uh, I guess deflecting and and not quite uh, understanding the the, the, yeah. the scope of the situation. Oh no, kidding! Like to suggest that hockey, like playing hockey in Canada, is in peril if they don't continue at that organization to lead the organization. I thought, well, that's a bit much. Saying that who's going to turn on the lights at the ice rink? Well, that was a bit well, much for me. Um, and and also this idea that like who are the board of directors of Hockey Canada anyway? Like I looked up the list and I thought, you know what? I would guess that some new leadership would be great in here because who are the people who make this up? Well, exactly. It's a nine-person uh, you know board of governors, and uh, they're actually all up for re-election next month. So I suspect there will be some change. But again, that's uh, at one level, that's the kind of the the board that oversees everything. There needs to be some, I think, some accountability and change at the executive level at Hockey Canada. And you're right, of all of the comments that were made uh, by Andrea Skinner, who's now the interim chair of of Hockey Canada's board, I thought the comment she made of, you know, well, who's, you know, who's going to, you know, will the lights be turned on? You know, the idea that these power brokers who, who uh, you know, accept $3,000 championship rings and then potentially have these lavish meals and are freewheeling and spending. The idea that those suits have any 
there's any correlation between the lights being turned on at a rink in Burnaby at 6 a.m. Uh, is laughable. It really is. And so uh, I think, again, it underscores the disconnect that uh, seems to be there between Hockey Canada, the, you know, the way they view themselves, and the way the rest of us in the country view them. That is, that is to me, the point right there, Ian, right? You hit the nail on the head, is that they seem to have a different opinion of themselves that the rest of the country has of them. The fact that they made themselves replica championship rings, to me, yeah. was astounding. I don't know about you. Yeah, $3,000 per ring uh, each time a, a major national team secured a championship. And again, uh, I think if this was a completely private entity, you wouldn't care if it was, you know, we were talking about TELUS and, uh, you know, uh, some of these other companies, the Tim Hortons. If, if their executives are doing things with, well, with their yeah. own money, that's one thing. But Hockey Canada, you know, technically is a, a governing body of hockey in this country. And I think the issue is there's a disconnect. They behave like they're a big corporation when really they're supposed to be a grassroots entity. And that's, there, there's a, there's a, uh, you know, something needs to be rectified there to, to, to move forward. But that's a good point though. If they want to behave like a company, then they need to consider the people who pay those dues as their shareholders, right? Those are yeah, their clients exactly. and their shareholders and all the parents out there paying those hockey dues, everybody out there, you are a shareholder. And if your shareholders are upset, then you need to listen to that. But it doesn't, does it seem like they're listening? No, and I think that was the, the, the point that came across on Tuesday is that, you know, Andrea Skinner, she blamed the media, said, you know, we have kind of fundamentally mischaracterized the story. You know, you know, what I, mean? you know what I thought the, the, the most telling thing was, as I sat there in the, in the West Block of Parliament Hill and, and politicians came out and, you know, I spoke to, well, I know Peter Julian is, uh, you know, from your uh, neck of the woods there in New West and you know, he's with the NDP and, uh, you know, there, it, was, it didn't matter what, political party they belong to ndp conservative liberal they came out and they were just eviscerating hockey canada in my mind i'm thinking my goodness is this what it takes to bring our yes, <laughs> political hockey. parties together in a, in a year in which we've seen more divisiveness than ever um, they're all singing from the same hymn book here and, and, and it's rather refreshing to see uh, politicians when they all work in, in tandem uh, you know, hopefully you're going to see some results. But I, that, that to me was the most striking thing uh, you know, out of everything on Tuesday. Ian, that is such a good point because maybe somebody should point that out then to the Hockey Canada Board of Directors and say, did you realize that you actually made yeah. politicians <laughs> of all these different parties agree on something and it is the fact that you guys should all resign and there needs to be new leadership at Hockey Canada? Um, so do you feel your feeling, though, is that things will change in the next month or two? Well, certainly at the board level, uh, which is, uh, again, these are volunteers, right? So the, the, the volunteer uh, nine-person board, I don't believe those are paid positions. Those are just, you know, it's, it's a board that's put in place to help oversee some decisions. The, the question is, are we going to see changes at the CEO uh, level of Hockey Canada? Those are the paid positions uh, based out of Calgary. That's, again, I can't sit here and tell you with any degree of certainty. I would have told you in June or July, yeah, absolutely, it felt like, the, the climate was there for it. But here we are, it's the 6th of October, and we're still kind of having the same conversations. And we're talking about he- some more hearings uh, potentially this month. I suspect we're going to hear the same thing from other people that have worked there. So really, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I speak for a lot of Canadians when I say I, I don't necessarily have the faith that they're going to follow through or we're going to see some tangible consequences here. Do you think there's a lot more scrutiny now, Ian, of the people who are appointed to these boards? Like, who are the people who run, you know, Hockey BC, Hockey Ontario, and, you know, Hockey Canada? 
Yeah, absolutely. I don't, you know, I don't think a lot of people stop to think about kind of how this was all set up. Even yesterday with Ontario saying, you know, we're going to withhold, uh, you know, there's a, uh, basically a $3 per player registration fee that goes to Hockey Canada. I don't think people have ever stopped to think about that. And, and certainly I think with some of the reporting that has been done, uh, you know, the, the Globe and Mail in particular uh, recently with, you know, talking about, uh, you know, funding, uh, that is funds that have been taken from, uh, from Hockey Canada and, and to pay it out to assault victims, I don't think anybody stopped to think about that, right? It's almost like a boilerplate thing. If yeah. you're registering your daughter or son in hockey, you just, you, you, here's my you know $800 fee. You don't look at the, oh, I didn't know that $9 of it went to this or $8. Well, I think there's going to be a lot more scrutiny yeah. on sort of the nuts and bolts of, of this here moving forward. You are absolutely right about that. Ian, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Ian Mendez is a senior writer at The Athletic. You can check it out online at theathletic.com. Well worth a little subscription there. I do. I love to read it. Also, because they do great work on issues like this one, this whole Hockey Canada situation. Now, if you're if you're someone who plays hockey, if you play hockey of any kind, any level, maybe your kids do, you pay your registration fees. Some of that goes to Hockey Canada. Has any of this made you go, I don't think I want to give this organization money. Like, have you thought twice about how much money you're contributing, essentially? Or do you think, you know what? Yeah, it's going to get sorted out. Uh, Simi at cknw.com. And here's the thing that gets me about this. All of the money that Hockey Canada and these organizations have spent on these funds, lawyers, paying off victims, all of that money. But never once have I heard the board or executives talk about how much money they have spent on programs to prevent any of this from happening. They didn't say that, yeah, you know, 20 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago, we really realized that we had a problem. We had to do better in in providing support, training, uh, you know, counseling for our young players to understand what is and what isn't acceptable behavior. Like, you know, have a couple of these incidences. If you're a parent, you have a couple of cases I think you're probably sitting down and talking to your kid, right? You're saying, hey, this is why are you doing this? This shouldn't be happening. You try to make sure it doesn't happen again. And yet all we've heard about with Hockey Canada is more funds, more money. They bought more insurance to cover more claims. That's all they kept doing instead of saying, we need to put an end to this problem. We need to treat every case like a zero case that we want to make sure this doesn't happen again. That is the message that I have not heard from them. And I do wonder if parents are starting to wonder, why am I giving this organization money?